0: throw it another episode of Monday Night Therapy. That's how it's going to go. Now, if you'll notice when we start out here, Todd, neither Todd nor I knew that we were going to name ourselves the disappointed, but here we are. And I'm sure there's many of you that are too. There's one thing I have to take care of as we start is uh, this doesn't fit on my head because it's for a kid. Well, maybe it does. No, let's not do that. That's That's painful. It's Todd's birthday. Happy birthday to you. You look like a monkey and you smell like one, two. There you go. Happy birthday, Todd. I see well, you're growing a beard. Yeah, well, you're you're right on both parts. Yeah, it is my birthday,
1: and I am growing a beard. And and uh had it not been my birthday, I was prepared to sing a song. Do you, yeah? I'll tell you what, I'm gonna go ahead and do it anyway. Okay. Okay. Gloom, despair, and (laughs) agony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd had no luck at all. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. (laughs) I was a believer. I was a believer.
0: Uh, But it's my birthday, so I feel a lot better. Do you? Yeah. Did you get anything special for your birthday? Uh, News that I'm
1: going to be a grandpa for the second time.
0: Oh, my God. That is great news.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Well, actually, it came a couple days before my birthday. We were at Thanksgiving dinner, and um, my little granddaughter, Caroline, was there. And uh, we were getting ready to sit down for dinner. And my daughter says, hey, Dad, will you take her sweater off? She had a little sweater on. So I take the sweater off and I kind of pulled her shirt down and it said, Big sister. Well, you know what? I wasn't born yesterday. So I kind of figured out that was a
0: message. And sure enough, true. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Congratulations. Uh, Roger Moore says, Be right back. The dog's howling. I'm sure I wanted to join you in your in your beautiful rendition of uh, "hee-haw" there. Well, <sighs> you, you
1: know that's that's probably not the worst that Roger could have said. I mean, I'm sure that he that's was
0: true. Trying, that's true. You know. Uh, well, he also says off to a nice start, gentlemen. No Georgia merch. Uh, you have your. <laughs> no, I have my Cobby hoodie on. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. You know what you didn't get for your fucking birthday, Todd? Uh
1: what didn't I get?
0: A ball game.
1: <laughs> I didn't get a ball game. No. Didn't get six wins. You did not
0: get a ball game. Nobody got a no. ball game that was for Nebraska. So that wait should we start there and wait till the, the good news for later, or should we just start out with the good news? Well, you know what, John? I'm going to follow
1: your lead, buddy. You you make those decisions. Okay.
0: I I don't. Yeah, I'm good with that. The good news is that our our number one volleyball. God, uh, it's been that kind of day. Uh, you know, I talk over the intro. I don't can't get the intro going. That we might as well just fuck this show up completely. The number one volleyball <laughs> team is the number one seed in the nation, and uh, there you go. That's good. They are not on Wisconsin's side of the bracket. That's good. So the two teams could meet and the number one volleyball team is headed to the NCAA tournament tournament. (laughs) God, uh, you know, the soccer team had a good year. They lost to Stanford in overtime. They were the only team, I believe, to push Stanford to overtime, and they played on Stanford's home turf. So, you know what? They had a good season. They made it to the Elite Eight, but they lost to Stanford 2-1 to one in overtime in soccer. Uh, men's basketball is like, I don't know, what are they, 7-0? 7-0, and, oh,
1: and they've received votes. They've received votes to be in the top 25.
0: They have received votes to be in the top 25. Their big game with Creighton, number 15, ranked Creighton, those sons of bitches, is coming up next. You know, here's the thing. I don't know if you guys have paid attention to basketball, and I know that Nebraska is all about football, but what I'm going to ask you to do is spread your fandom out between, you know, I mean, we have a lot of different sports. we got volleyball, but the women's basketball team could be decent. The men's basketball could be Honestly, the best they've been in quite a while. They played Decane, and I watched that game. And Decane, they beat Decane, and Decane is the quad two win for them, which is, you know, it's not a quad one, which is the best, but it was a quad two win. And in the game, here's the thing about the game. They committed two turnovers the entire game. That's less than yeah. our football team commits in a game. Two turnovers in D- Duquesne against pressure defense. That's very impressive. They were 28 of 31 on free throws. They got a lot of foul calls. I think that they got a lot of home calls too. That was shocking. Uh, what was the one more thing? Turnovers, foul shots. They scored on almost every possession in the second half.
1: Yeah, that at w- one point, weren't they like 17, 17 possessions
0: yeah. in a row? They scored yeah. something, you know, some crazy number. So it was, it you know, they might be fun to watch. They have some fun players. They obviously have Kesei, Tominaga, and they have a lot of other fun guys to go along with them. So, you know, Creighton's coming up. I'm sure a lot of people use that for a measuring stick, and, you know, I think that's a good idea. Um, let's see. <sighs> I don't know. That's And then we well, lost to frickin' Iowa. We got an interception with 31 seconds left. Some official, I'm not going to complain. Yes, I am. Some official that didn't officials didn't call a damn thing all day long, and then on the return, they decide to call a flimsy holding call because they're like, Oh, wait, Bob, if we don't call like five penalties in this game, we ain't gonna get paid. Pum, holding, and then you know, you know how the game turned out. I mean, my god, it's amazing how we lose. <laughs> I just should I put this back on and, and write dunce on top of it <laughs>
1: i'm sorry i've i I've, I've got technical difficulties <laughs> do you well I think I'm bad have- I think i'm
0: good I'll, you you're talking and we hear you
1: good well then, okay the technical difficulties are in in internal
0: okay <laughs> here. I have to tell you guys something. This is the living with a brain injury segment of the program. This, this in my hands is called a Brock string. And what it is, is a 10 foot string with beads. And I have to use it for an exercise because my eyes are not focusing properly. And it's really dry. It's very fatigue. Today, part of my vision disappeared and that wasn't pleasant at all. But, uh, when you use the Brock string what you're supposed to do is focus on different levels of beads so I can get my eyes to start focusing again. And it's it's great time. That's it. Kind of maybe that was what was happening with our quarterbacks all season. Could have been. Yeah, you might Could have be been happening with there. the officials all season. Oh, uh, don't maybe. don't climb don't, all over. Don't the go officials. there.
1: Don't go there
0: crying out loud. That was a bad call. Well, and, Yeah, we didn't get a touchdown against Minnesota. We didn't get a touchdown taken off the board against Michigan State. I could go on about the officials. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, it's your turn. My turn.
1: Well, yeah, I'll just throw a couple. I'm going to throw a couple. I want to throw a couple things in there before we really kind of launch into the whole football thing. You know, um, you mentioned our volleyball team is the number one overall seed. Something that I think is really important uh, to keep an eye on is, yes, Wisconsin's on the other side of the bracket. And quite honestly, I think that, um, you know, Stanford's on the other side of the bracket. Texas is on the other side of the bracket. But uh, the conference that got the most teams into the tournament this year is the SEC. Um, You know, at one point in time, it was the the Big Ten that was was loading up the tournament. Um, But the SEC and the Big 12 actually have more teams than the Big Ten does. Nebraska has three SEC teams in their quarter bracket. So that is something to keep an eye on. So, you know, just because we're on the opposite side of uh, Wisconsin, don't for a minute think that we won't be challenged. Um, But it is exciting times for the volleyball team. It's exciting times, you know, for the basketball team, and and dare I say that um, we may have some excitement, you know, with the football program because as we all know, we do very well in the offseason. season, and um, so who knows, who knows what's in store. I, you know, I got a question for you, John. Uh, you yeah. Know, you always throw, you throw this one out to me uh, more often than not. Did you watch any other football? And I watched a lot of football. Um, well, I watched you had to watch the game. Well, I watched you had to, I watched the game, and then I watched Farmageddon. I watched Farmageddon, which was absolutely that was a blast. When you see two, you know, schools playing in snow, the entire game that's true. I I
0: did watch that for a while.
1: Oh, that was a blast, and of course, Iowa State won, which was great, you know, beating Kansas State, and and um. Uh, So I I watched a lot. However, I did not see Alabama and Auburn. And listening and and I guess, you know, listening to some of the talking heads, I mean, could Auburn have pissed that down their leg any worse than what they did? I mean,
0: holy moly. No, they couldn't have. Uh, No. It, it. You know, I mean, it was – I'm going to say it was worse than a Nebraska loss because, what was it, 4th and 21? Alabama had a 4th and 21 last play of the game. They got to get it in the end zone or do or die or whatever. And they rush – Auburn rushed three, but they didn't rush three. They had one guy standing as a spy. And I don't know what the fuck they were – how are you guys – how they have two guys rushing on the edge – And one guy is just standing there as a spy as if the quarterback's going to run all the way to the end zone and nobody's going to stop him because that's where everybody was. And, of course, he didn't get any pressure on the quarterback. Uh, Let's see. One of the receivers took two of the defensive backs with him to the side and another guy was left in single coverage and he was just – that was it. It It's just unbelievable. I mean, heartbreaking for Auburn. If you wanted Alabama to lose, there was your chance. And I mean, you, you know, you—they of course they always show the the frat girl. They're not the frat girls; the sorority girls are crying, and uh, you know, I—I I felt their pain. <laughs> Man, it well, was—it was amazing. You know, I, a couple of
1: things. I'll just throw a couple of things up here. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about officiating, and and uh, get yoked on PSN says want to talk about bad officiating. Iowa was in an illegal formation on their touchdown. Um, I wasn't paying that close attention. I didn't hear anybody remark about that, but uh, nope. certainly uh, you may well be right. Uh, you know, there were not very many penalties called in this game at all. No, which is is kind of unusual, I think, um, for for a game between these two teams, or at least it has been. You know, on the on the Nebraska side of things. However, and, and I'm, you know, you know Thunderbolts can strike me down. The worst blown call of the season, the worst call made by a set of officials this entire season went against Iowa. And that was that,
0: oh, that you that, know, that inappropriate or
1: whatever fair catch call that they made against uh, when they played Minnesota.
0: Yeah. I think he um, wants to say invalid, Signal from the invalid on, on signal or whatever. Yeah, I think that was the best call of the season, Todd. I think it was just you know right there. Clearly, Iowa did something to piss them refs off, and they're like, "Look, there's a penalty right there. We're <laughs> going to call that one. Screw oh, that. Yeah. I'm tired of this guy." Yeah. So okay, what other any other games?
1: I, yeah, I let's talk. Okay, here's something I heard that's kind of interesting today. Um, what did you, you know? Well and I don't know how much truth is to it maybe some other people have seen it but um of course you know coach Harburg or Harbaugh Harbaugh um he's he has now served his suspension and um according to you know the Big Ten or whomever uh, he is uh, he's able to coach Michigan in the big Ten championship game and right. of course Michigan is going to play Iowa And most people are predicting a bloodbath. Uh, I don't believe that's going to happen, but we'll see. However, the rumor has it that the NCAA is prepared to put the hammer down on Michigan and declare Michigan ineligible for postseason play.
0: I saw so, that. I think that I think the account that came from has been kind of a little iffy on their sources stuff. They, but, they, they tweeted that a source told me that they, right. they would declare that Michigan could not play in the Big Ten title game and that Iowa would be Big Ten champs by default. They would not allow Ohio State to play. That is What hilarious. do you
1: think of that? What do you think of that? If that were to come to pass – that I think Iowa I doesn't think, even have to set foot on the field in Indianapolis, and they are the Big Ten champions in the Rose. Bowl.
0: Well, I number one, I think it's I think it's a lot of b- bullshit first, <laughs> but number two, uh, I I I will give credit to the engine, the creativity of who makes that stuff up. Because if somebody made it, I mean, I can't believe that that would be true. I don't think you could just do that now with, you know, that's a due process. There's a lot of legal issues. Yeah. So <laughs> I Ten, I don't think Iowa would deserve it. And I don't think Michigan necessarily would deserve it either. I mean, if, if they're going to do all this investigation, it needs to be investigated properly. It needs to come out later. If something, if they need to be penalized later, then so be it, you know, and Let's all keep in mind that the end, the FBI, for God's sakes, I don't know basketball that closely, and I'm going to get this wrong. The FBI got involved in investigating Kansas and payments were that were made there, and not a damn thing pretty much happened to any of them schools. Did it? No, so not a damn thing. There's, yeah, I'd say the NCAA has a lifespan of three years. No, I I and don't I, I, I don't
1: know, disagree with with what you're saying. So it's, I anyway, don't,
0: I don't think we're going to like what happens kind of like I pine for the days of the BCS because I think that that really in college champions, then expanding the playoffs. But God, there's money to be made bags full of money carried to bag. bags full of, you know, bags. And, yeah. and I do like the fact that Jim Arbaugh is advocating sharing revenue with uh, the players because and, and there's all sorts of going into the weeds about how are you going to share it across all 22 sports you know are you going to you can't just pay the revenue sports only and you know i like that idea T- tom allen from indiana has been fired and he got a 20 million dollar payout well i mean yeah. when you when you are indiana football and you have a 20 million dollar payout it come on that's 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 just because you have oodles of money sitting around and you go well. Let's give some to Tom. Why the hell not? He's been a good guy. He's gotten the shit beat out of him in the football program. Nobody in Indiana really cares about. So I don't know if we'll like the future more than we like now. But uh, there is a different future definitely going to be coming in about two three years. I'd say three.
1: <laughs> well, let's uh, let's throw a few uh, comments up here. And John, I'm gonna invite you to respond to this one. Roger Moore says, how many D1 schools are rebuilding both their team and the stadium simultaneously? Another record for the Huskers.
0: Well, I don't know if you would call what Vanderbilt does rebuilding, but they are rebuilding their, they are, they have had construction going on at their stadium this entire football season. So there's those guys. And I worked at Texas A&M in like 1980, 81 when they were re- redoing their stadium. So uh, there you go. I The whole stadium renovation thing we can get into later. We have a long, long, Yeah, long,
1: I think we've got some time to chat about
0: that. We've got Bob, some time.
1: <laughs> Bob Gogan says, rules should hire Brian Ferentz. He beat us with a quarterback who had a beer belly and really sucked.
0: Um, Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. That's the God's honest truth. I mean, you
1: know. You know, And then we go to the coulda, woulda, shouldas and how the game is a game of inches and all that kind of stuff. How about that play where he fell down on his butt in his own end zone, which could have been a safety had he not been able to get the ball out of his hands before his butt hit the ground? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just – it's just – crazy some of the things that continue to happen um to to our nebraska football team and you know that's one of those little things that you know just just nuts just nuts go ahead and put you put them up okay um oh this is the one i want right here uh nebraska strong says good job todd and john wearing black the entire state of nebraska is in mourning well um it wasn't by design, it's what I had clean, at least today.
0: All right. <laughs> <Era>. uh, <laughs> uh Linda. You know, Linda. i put in the banner with the discount code for copy corn. You know, somebody did buy their somebody apparently bought like their whole family the toilet t-shirts for Christmas. So maybe <laughs> I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Good, good. Okay, go well, ahead. Well, and
1: Linda uh, says, yes, Nebraska went over 3 on Saturday. You know, unfortunately, I had fear that that could happen, and God, that sucks. You know, what a day of, you know, where you just got to feel good being a Nebraska fan, you know, um, with, with all three of those sports having big events, big games, you know, and then not a one of them won, but, yeah, doggone it, I – I I appreciate that.
0: You know, two of them lost at a very high level though. Well, that's true.
1: And the other one lost to the eventual big 10 champions. So,
0: um,
1: you know, then Linda, Linda comes back. Uh, Todd, did we start drinking a little earlier today in celebration? No, uh, I did go out to eat with my family and I had a purple people eater, uh, uh, cocktail, um, purple
0: people eater. Um, Apparently, you did this, too. Some guy named Jace Wolverton says, I had a cup pressed against my dad's cheek to catch the tears on Friday. Wow. (laughs) Nobody did that for me, Jace. They just ran away. I wept on the couch. And then I put a video on YouTube of me weeping. The fact
1: Uh, that Jace is following this podcast gives me great concern. (laughs) Okay, keep – there's more. Yeah, here's here's one that I think – you know, right now, okay.
0: Asawar, Asawar Sajid says, which players do you see transferring out of Nebraska? None. No, I don't – yeah, I don't know. There's usually going to be one or two that we'll probably look at it and go, oh, that sucks, but, you know, I – I emphasize this in the, uh, was it a success video? You know, the fact that Ty Robinson is returning is really a huge thing. And I think That's it shows that, uh, that, the, that the players who are leaders feel like there's something going on there. I can't remember who it was. I wanted to remember this. But uh, during the Scott Frost reign, one of our linemen left early. He left. He could have come back, and he left for the NFL. And on his way out, he made the comment, we didn't turn any corners. So if you compare that to Ty Robinson coming back, uh, you know, I don't I honestly, I mean, look who's gonna transfer that we're gonna be shocked by. I mean, A, we well, we we don't have enough running backs. I don't think we're gonna lose any running backs. Emma Johnson has already tweeted that something about being back for next year. Uh quarterbacks. <laughs> I don't know if anybody – Chubba Purdy might leave, and everybody would be surprised at that, I think, because you probably – you know, if you have uh, two strong legs and two strong arms and a head, you could probably be the starting quarterback in Nebraska next season. So, you know, the idea that Nebraska isn't going to be able to pick up any quarterbacks should be out the window. Um, Let's see. Wide receivers. We have receivers coming in, and I don't think we're going to see any leave that aren't expected. I mean – I, I don't see anybody leave. I don't know. We're going to find out soon, though, because every the portal does not open until December, unless your coach got fired. Right. And
1: so, it opens, John, you're on top of this. Excuse me for interrupting, but it opens December 1st. And doesn't it have a little bit shorter window yeah, this time around? It's
0: 30 days. It's It right. was 45 days. It's 30 days now. So the month of December is going to be a lot of fun. Well, I mean, a lot of and fun. It's going to be a lot Coach of fun.
1: Rule, Coach Rule and his staff are having one-on-ones this week. I mean, they're meeting with every player. And, you know, there will be some players that are going to leave. Um, and, you know, I, I they'll probably leave at the suggestion of the coaching staff. So, you know, will there be Nebraska players leave? Yes, there will be Nebraska players leave. Um, I – I know that um, I know that it may disappoint some people, but it would not surprise me if Chuba Purdy leaves. Um, I would have guessed before Chuba was playing in those last two games. I would have guessed that he was going to leave. He graduates um, in in December, um, so he can be a grad transfer. He
0: can and
1: um, you know, I, I I wouldn't for a minute think well, just because he you know ends the season as QB1 you know that that increases the likelihood that he's going to stick around but i could certainly see him leave and and it wouldn't surprise me if he did um but you know to also go a little bit further john with your comment about ty robinson which you know i think that that's absolutely huge i think it'll be interesting to see if ben scott sticks around for all of everything right. that they're saying all indications are is that he's going to be back and I think that's important to anchor that offensive line because, you know, a couple of people have indicated, I mean, uh, Nuali, he is he's finished his career. Um, yeah. Ethan Piper has said that he's done. Um, so, you know, even though it was a, a relatively young um, offensive line and there's possibility that Ben Hart, you know, may test the waters. So um, keeping somebody like Ben Scott around, uh, is is I think probably is important uh, to keeping Ty Robinson around. Yeah. So, I, will there be somebody that we uh, that we don't expect? You know that surprises us. Uh, there will. Uh, I just don't know who that's going to be.
0: Okay, I'm going to put this up. Linda Wilkins says John. Whoops, wait. wait. Linda Wilkins says yes, John, you your prediction was correct. Nebraska ended up better than Colorado. Uh, I kind of expected that. Like I said early, uh, Hamilton seventeen says, "Anyone else feeling good about how many commitments Colorado has lost after over the past forty eight hours? Have you been paying attention to that, Todd?"
1: Yeah, and and uh, Roger Moore says CU has been exposed. So we move into our Buffalo portion of the program, and um, <laughs> yeah, I mean there have been a lot of people announcing, you know, they're changing their commitment or they're announcing that they're entering the portal. You know, that's something else I haven't seen. I have not seen any Nebraska players going to social media and saying, I'm entering the portal. And, right, you know, when, when we look at the Buffaloes to the west of us, um, we've seen that and we've seen commits change uh, or, or announce that they're uh, ending their commitment. So, you know, I said this at the outset, and, and actually, I kind of used this in um, some workshops that I was leading. When you talk about change and the change process, meaningful change does not happen in the short term. It's a long-term investment. And so, are you going to lay a foundation with the, with the plan that you're incrementally going to change things for the better? Or are you going to come in Wipe everything out, bring stuff in new with your priority on now. And so, you know, that's what Deion Sanders did. Um, yeah. And and there was no staying power. I'm a little bit surprised they didn't win another game after they beat Nebraska. Um, I'm I'm a little bit surprised by that. But by the same token, um, there was a lot of flash and not a whole lot of substance yeah. uh, that to that team.
0: I just, I just, okay, honestly, I the guy, I thought the guy was a fraud from the beginning. I just think he's not a. I, I know that Deion Sanders has been successful pretty much throughout his lifetime, but. Everything that he was doing with Colorado, everything he's talked about, everything he showed was really what Todd said. It was about doing this now. You remember at the beginning season, we got so much shit from people about you can turn around a program in one year and we should have hired Dion. And I, I think, honestly, he's going to have another year at Colorado and he's not going to have another good year at Colorado and then he'll be done. But I, I think we all thought that he would because of his – uh, you know, celebrity cult of personality be able to attract a lot of these players, and he is losing some very, very highly regarded recruits. He lost his tight end, decided to leave. So, I just you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get up and feel all good about it just because uh, you know, I don't know, I'm not ready to gloat yet. <laughs> We're mourning, <laughs> damn it. We're mourning, morning I got all the Whoa. whole off season in front of me to gloat it'll be interesting
1: to see if they can attract some interior linemen on both sides of the ball to that program because unless they can make some incredible improvements on the line um you know the books open now you know they were successful early on because they had one hell of a talented passer and they had a couple of guys that could get up the field and get open um so once, once people figured them out, they just uh, didn't have the capacity to sustain any of that.
0: Fred Sacco says Indiana should hire Frank Burns. For those who don't what? who know who Frank Burns is, uh, he was a fictional character in the TV show Mash, and he was also the person's name who I I signed whenever I got in trouble with the police or security. <laughs> And they wouldn't always ask for IDs. they just ask you to sign your name, and I would always sign Frank Burns. So thank you, Fred, for bringing that back to me. Uh, read this next thing by Fred.
1: Fred Sacco says, I put the Iowa game behind me. It was a typical Iowa-Nebraska game. They waited, and we made the mistake. It's over. Got another undefeated offseason ahead. Yeah, you know, nobody, nobody does it better in terms of patience and waiting for mistakes than Iowa does and um, you know Iowa made some mistakes that we were able to capitalize on um, at times during this game but it it certainly wasn't enough Uh, but that's been that's been the mo for that Iowa Hawkeye football team for years and you know Kirk Ferentz had had made a comment uh, to the media um, in the the week before they played us he had said that he says, my heart rate doesn't go up at all in the fourth quarter, no matter what the score is, uh, because he knows that he can count on his defense. Um, and and they're very comfortable playing in that kind of a situation. There's no panic. And, um, you know, a lot of people have been very critical of Nebraska and the clock management the last two games. Um, and that's definitely something that our coaching staff has to improve upon. But, you know, Iowa seems to have that, Part of the game down pretty good. So um, again, it's they've been there so many times, they're very comfortable being in that situation.
0: Okay, hold on a second. Uh on it. Minnie puts up or Minnie says, Hi, Minnie. I thought Chubba Purdy was a sophomore. He is listed as a sophomore on the Nebraska roster, which is yeah. really funny because he spent his first two years at Florida State. He spent uh is redshirt freshman 2022 at Nebraska and then obviously this season but he's still listed as a sophomore. So <clears throat> I the whole covid year and then all that stuff yeah. coming in there. I I still don't understand where we're at with all of that stuff. So I just
1: hope it's over soon cuz it's too damn hard to keep track of what people have for eligibility. And technically did Chubber Purdy take a redshirt year? Because Chuba Purdy could redshirt this
0: year. <laughs> really? No, it says it says redshirt freshman 2022. So he must have taken a, a okay. Then he must redshirt have year him. at Florida State. Okay. Fre- Fred Sacco says I go with John Johnson as my alias when I get in trouble. That's what <laughs> I'd use because you know people can go out and look up that guy online and go. Wow, this guy is kind of a problem. Uh, Paul Dalen says, can we talk about volleyball now? No, Paul, we talked at the beginning. Paul is Paul's pretty consistent with this talk about volleyball thing. Well,
1: you know, Paul. We, Wait. We, yeah, we do been-
0: Paul Dallin also, with relative to Dion, I think success at the FCS level is much easier to achieve than at the FBS. FCS has a ceiling and a floor of talent across all schools. FBS has literally no ceiling of how much talent each school can accumulate. And here's that's the thing about Dion. Dion was at what was at Jackson State before, uh, yes. and yeah. he had he had FBS. Th- Travis Hunter was a is a very, very good player if he could keep his He was the away. one he was a five star recruit. Yeah. And he was playing at a much lower level. So it wasn't that much difficult for Dion to have success at a lower level with higher level players. Well now he's playing at a higher level, and he has to get the talent to be able to compete at that level. Uh, <clears throat> okay. And we'll just get, we'll go with Paul again. Paul Dallin, when we were talking about, uh, you know, Michigan's problems and the FBI in Kansas, let this be a lesson, kids. If you break the rules, it's totally worth it. It really is difficult to kind of look at that. And, and with any amount of seriousness, I don't have to raise kids anymore. Mine are raised. But look, if I had like a 12 year old kid, I'd look at him go, yeah, I guess you fucking cheat. Whatever. You know, I, they have penalties in high school, obviously, for cheating, right, Todd? Do they still hold people accountable in high school? Yeah, they, they do. They do. Okay. They well, do. <laughs> out in the real world, I guess we're, we're kind of done with that side of life. Okay. What else we got? Todd, you're supposed to be paying attention to the comments. <laughs> well,
1: you're, yeah, I like this one. I've said this quite a few times Nebraska is building the proverbial plane while they're flying it. Yeah. Um, and that kind of, you know, um, trying to find out what works. And it it seemed like, um, you know, when the season started, um, you know, I think most of the fan base felt pretty comfortable that there was a plan for the season. Um, and then uh, it became obvious fairly quick that we had a turnover issue. And, um, it was it was a problem that never got fixed and so you know when i mean, i saw some statistics about our quarterbacks today and none of them did uh, look very good statistically not a one no. but no. when you really when it really comes down to it you cannot win football games when you give the ball away as many times as nebraska gave the ball away this year in my mind, that's the story of the season is the turnovers and, you know, people, you know, I, I, I've been one of these people that has made it very clear that the quarterback issues were huge and other people want to point fingers at, you know, coaching and whatnot. But ultimately, in my opinion, the most important issue uh, about this year that led to the demise of our football team was the turnovers.
0: Okay. You know what? Uh, Northwestern. How many fumbles did Northwestern have this year, Todd? How many did they fumbles? How many did they lose? Oh,
1: I saw that number, but I don't remember what it is. Not very many, I would think. Did they Northwestern,
0: have Northwestern? Northwestern had one fumble lost the entire season. One fumbled. Loss. One. One fumble lost this whole season. Okay. Yeah. I would just take a deep breath. And think about that. One fumble lost the entire season for Northwestern. That's why they're at a bowl and Nebraska is not. But I asked I, I asked Greg, uh, Greg and Haas do this other show that is the coordination overreaction, and Haas analyzes stuff better than, well, not, honestly, better than anybody else I can have on, on the crew at this point. But <clears throat> Haas was going to be a football coach at one point and decided to, uh, focus on his masters and not get into co- coaching. So, I asked Greg, could you please ask Haas to explain how they can have one frickin' fumble the entire season and we could have like 810? Because it, it makes no sense. I realize we all want to blame somebody for stuff, but um I, you got to fix that. You got to fix that, and the turnover. You know the interception. I can understand why we had a lot of interceptions. First of all, we didn't have receivers running the right routes because we were playing a lot of young receivers, and they weren't running their routes properly some of the time. Secondly, because you have to develop kind of a feel between a quarterback and receivers, and we we rotated so many quarterbacks and so many receivers that that never got established. So. Uh, you know, and then here's Charles Hullett with this thing. I saw a tweet that Nebraska had no 1,000 yard passer, no 500 yard rusher, and no 315 yard receiver. That this was a historically bad offense. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't just this, because of the quarterbacks. It, this was a historically bad offense all around. Yeah, I think they're saying
1: know, the worst offense. Uh, that you would have to go back to the Devaney era before. Tom Osborne became the offensive coordinator to see a Nebraska offense this bad.
0: And Joel Tilson says, will Satterfield keep his job? By every indication from Matt Rule is yes. Um, I don't think it's – listen, I'm not 100% sold on the guy either. I know there's a lot of things we can complain about, but I don't also think it's one year and you just toss a guy, Uh, especially – I want to – this team – Over the last five years, under Scott Frost, at its peak, won five games. In their first year under new coaching staff, they won five games. Okay? I saw a lot of comments to my success or failure video that basically was to the point that, well, we should have beaten all the other teams that are in the Big Ten West that are worse than us. Are they? Are they really worse than us? Because that's that's one of the problems I'm having right now with our Nebraska fan base is uh, we're not better than Illinois. We're not better than Minnesota. We are the worst – I've said this. We are the worst Power 5 program out there, and we haven't made a bowl since 2016. So they have a ways to go. And, you know, the portal and the nil and stuff, and I think the recruiting will make up for some of this, but they're going to have to get better players. I don't think anybody was going to just walk in here and – I, it is it first they were 5 and 3 at one point and they needed to win one game out of four and they didn't get it done and that that you got to look at that and honestly just say well that's a failure but at the same time i i don't know if you can just throw all this shit away in one year because we're angry and somebody has to be blamed for you know well, there's nothing like people not being a, i'm I'm missing my words Todd I'm really struggling here <sighs> They weren't the answer to our prayers. That's really what I want to say.
1: And, you know, here's here's the thing I think that bears, you know, repeating to an extent. And maybe we, I guess we haven't said it tonight. But, uh, you know, I hate to make comparisons to Iowa where Iowa is, you know, in the positive. I hate it. It just tears at me. But you know, when you look at the 25 years that Kirk Ferentz has been the football coach there, they've had a number of nine-win seasons. They've had 10-win seasons. You know, they can. We can. You know, and and John says it a lot of the time about them settling on mediocrity. You know, and and there's a lot that we can say about Iowa and and the fact that you know, no, they haven't. um, they, They they haven't been one of the big time winners if you will they haven't won national championships but the fact of the matter is they have been incredibly consistent and they have had a lot of winning seasons and why is that it's consistency with the coaching staff he has got some outstanding coaches phil parker the defensive coordinator he he should be considered in you know in the top 5 of current defensive coordinators in college football easily, but he's had consistency working with his players, you know, say all you will about Donovan Rayola and and maybe Matt rule in his head somewhere. Yeah. Maybe it was keeping around so that they can get his nephew here. You know, maybe that was the case, but we also know that if Donovan Rayola had been let go, that would have been the fourth offensive line coach. In four seasons yeah. for those players, and another new way of doing things. So, if we dump Satterfield after one year, a year in which he didn't get to coach his top line team very much of the season, um, I, I think I, I think that's I think that's fool's gold. I don't think it's a good idea, you know, just to dump him right away. I do believe. We should take away his responsibility for coaching quarterbacks and bring in a quarterback coach. Um, let Satterfield coach the tight ends and and add somebody to spend some time developing quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, I've seen a lot of people make that comment. We would have to give up a coach. Obviously, we'd give up a special teams coach.
1: No, oh. give up the tight end coach.
0: Okay, Fred Sacco, a little while ago – I put this Iowa game behind me. It was a typical Iowa Nebraska game. They waited we did that. Uh, we one, made huh? the mistake. We, While well, you're supposed to unstar these. Oh. Well, man. I'm Sorry. Okay, go. You, you be in charge of putting the comments up. Oh, I can't do that. That's too much responsibility. But here's what I want
1: to put up anyway Oink, oink. Hello, oink, oink. Haven't seen you. Plus, Iowa State's Golden Boy is making you guys relevant in basketball. True. I always root for Hoiberg to beat Fran, as any sane person should do. (laughs) Can't stand his frantrums. If there is a bigger crybaby in college basketball than Fran McCaffrey, show me who that is. That's all I'm going to say. No more basketball talk because I'm not a basketball guy. But uh, the mayor of Ames is certainly head and shoulders above Fran, the crybaby
0: from Iowa. There. Are you going to keep going? Well, on Fran. No, I'm partially blind here. You know, I'm poking at the screen. <laughs> You're, I see. I see. Um,
1: I. Okay. Okay. Here's one for you, John. How much longer do you think Deion Sanders keeps his foot? That's from Oink Oink. In
0: Colorado, one more year. His foot. Yeah, in Colorado. Okay, go on to the next one. Uh,
1: uh, bail me out here. Nebraska Strong says Todd. Meaningful change starts with Sim transferring out and Satterfield getting fired. Sims is gone, but uh, yeah, no, you're not gonna. We're not gonna fire. Here, here, They're not gonna fire.
0: Here's the thing. Here's the thing, you guys. We can spin our wheels and spin our wheels, and I know that there's going to be a lot of content generated by other people about this in the off season. But one of the things I got done with that game, I put up my video where I was way too emotional. I thought I should redo this without that much emotion. And I thought I'm too exhausted to do that. And I just went ahead and put it up anyway, but I thought I'm not going to go by, I'm not going to spend this off season on Twitter coming up with Kool-Aid ideas. I'm not going to spend this off season coming up with discussions about things I don't control and I don't control whether or not we're going to fire Satterfield, and whether or not this guy's going to come and that guy's going to leave, we can discuss. I think somebody up here a little while ago said something about a jo- Brock. Nate Hazard says, "Would Brock Vandergrift be a good addition if he leaves Georgia?" There are a crap ton of quarterbacks leaving their teams this year. I mean, they've already. There's announcements all over about quarterbacks, and I'm sure that we're going to have uh, a lot of those to discuss but the things I don't think we should spend our time worrying about or discussing is whether this guy is going to be fired or that guy's going to be replaced because we just don't control it. And there's a lot of the things going on. So that's my bit on that.
1: Well, and, and I don't honestly, for us, and I know, I guess I can only speak for me here, but for us to have conversations about, you know, the potential for a, a portal transfer quarterback to come into Nebraska, I don't, Pay enough attention to some of these guys to even know um, to even know who they are. So I apologize for that—that that I can't speak intelligently about you know this kid from Georgia. Uh, the only quarterback in the portal that I even have any knowledge about is Will Howard from Kansas State, and he's a big guy right. that has had some success, and uh, you know he's he's proven himself at Kansas state, you know, would he be a good addition at Nebraska? You know, I, if he can fit into the system and that's something else, you know, um, w- one of the things that you have to consider is they have a, a, a plan for the offense and not every quarterback has the skills to fit into the position as you have designed it. Uh, you can look at Wisconsin, Mordecai, fit into that offense. In fact, they went after him specifically um, when he was at MSE or SMU because he was familiar with that kind of an offense. So that's something to consider as well. Here's one that, you know, maybe we can comment a little bit here. Any news on Grant Bricks? Uh, he went to the game on Friday. Uh, the crystal ball predictions that I've seen that some of our people follow uh, at Corn Nation pretty close have indicated that Bricks is gonna commit to Nebraska. Now, you know, he's a high school kid, many, so we all know that they can change their minds in a, in an instant, but um, I thought it was pretty cool. And I was telling some of my relatives at Thanksgiving how they sent the the semi, the Nebraska semi that hauls the equipment. They set that up there to good old Logan Magnolia High School up in Western Iowa and parked it out in front of the building. Um, the morning of his last uh, regular season game as a recruiting ploy. So um, I've heard that, that Grant Bricks is, um, is coming to Nebraska, but you know, obviously nothing's been confirmed there.
0: Keep in mind, if he does, it's probably going to take him a year to get into, I mean, the guy could probably be is this highly recruited guy, the high level player, but it's still gonna, it's still gonna take him a year to reach his potential. You know, when you're a receiver, you can come out on the field start maybe as a freshman. But when you're a lineman, it typically takes a year for you to get college strong, college strengthened conditioning and used to the college game. So, yeah. Uh, Matt Matt Snowback says late to the party, but John, you had mentioned you'd be doing the history vids on your other channel. Excuse me, my ignorance, but what channel is that? Uh, I called it hardcore college football history. There's only seven videos up there right now. I've got things going for more. This will be uh, this will be a channel. Will be about college football history in general. It won't be just fa- focused on Nebraska. I will be doing uh, some uh, college football history. Just because I haven't seen anybody do this. A lot of times when you go out, they explain to you how this process works. I know this will thrill the shit out of everybody. (laughs) If you're going to write a book and you're going to say, I want to write a book, a night sci-fi novel, what you typically do, should do, is go out and look at Amazon and look at all the top-selling books in the sci-fi category you want to write in. Or romance or whatever genre you're in. OK, when you're doing content on like a YouTube or an Instagram, what you typically should do is go, what are other people interested in? Well, with this, I went out there, and looked, there's no college football history of any value whatsoever uh, anywhere on YouTube. And I found that shocking. So that's what I'm going to try to do. And we'll just see how uh, it goes. John, while we're
1: talking about you and, and the media here, uh, Minnie says, John also mentioned he can't wait to watch Young Guns. Have you got that okay, scheduled well- yet, John? So (laughs) you can, you can watch young guns. I thought Emilio Escobar was just outstanding. You you guys are
0: just weird about this. We'll figure, I'll figure it out with Greg soon.
1: Uh, Oink, oink comes back and says that Brad Wilson, Will Howard was great with a mediocre team at Kansas state. Why wouldn't you want him if he, if you don't retain Purdy? Um, I would say that uh, oink, oink. I would say that Kansas state it's better than mediocre. Um, Kansas State's had quite yeah. a bit of success in the last few years, and um, you know they um, <laughs> they got beat by the Cyclones the other night, but uh, nonetheless they finished you know towards the top of the conference, and Will Howard is a, a big reason why. So, um, oink, oink, I would uh, I, I would think that Will Howard would be a positive addition at Nebraska if if he came.
0: I, here's the thing. It doesn't matter if we retain Purdy or not. We need to find some quarterbacks in the portal that have played and have the experience. Uh, I'd prefer to. Paul Daly just became a member. It's like a buck ninety mine uh, a month. Uh, thank you, Paul. Matt Snovak gives us a $5 super chat. Thank you. And yeah. uh, keep going.
1: <laughs> um. Oh, well, Highlander Guns says I want John John's Young Guns T-shirt, so um, we'll have to we'll have to work on that. I think Cobby, you know, hanging out with the Young Guns would make. I think I think people are waiting to purchase their <laughs> Christmas gifts, you know, until something. You know, like there that. is a
0: there is a Cobby Christmas shirt out there now. In case you guys haven't looked, I'm yeah, really crafty yeah, marketing this stuff. Yeah. Um, Justin Rogie
1: says, John, I know I'm behind, but I have a string with beads on it. We're not going to go any further down the road on that. Um, <laughs> oh, I like this one. Living in Omaha, David Matney says, we did not have a chance to have an offense. We were too busy <laughs> turning the ball over. Yeah, but
0: there's a certain you, level of – you know, yeah. the one thing I haven't – it. brings up an interesting thing. The one thing I have not seen – anybody do is make a comparison about the number of sheer plays we ran compared to our opponents. People are comparing all sorts of things because that's what we do, but I haven't seen that. I mean, that is important. I mean, if you're not, you get reps in practice, but there's no replicating game time, speed and game time, you know, play. And if we didn't get out there and get enough of that, then there you go. (sighs) Oh boy.
1: Um, Marcus Aurelius Maximus. What does Nebraska need now? How about, some super glue and gorilla tape. Thirty-one turnovers is insurmountable for any offense. I bet Nebraska wins about three or four more games if you can keep the turnovers under ten. I I'm one hundred percent on that. I think we should bring back Stickem. You know, Fred Bolitnikov, Lester Hayes. For those of you that don't remember them, look them up. Um, back in the Stickem days, that's what we need. But you know, that being said, and and you know, I'm I'm an old codger here, but about four years ago, uh, when I was still working in a school, um, I went out to football practice to watch, you know, it was early in the season, I went out to watch and was, you know, they were doing some, a little bit of scrimmaging and stuff. And there were some kids, of course, you know, standing along the sideline and a couple of them, you know, had gotten new receiver gloves. They just got brand new gloves. And I said, well, Hey, can I, can I, I'd like to look at those. And so I kind of put them on and they fit real. Sl- Folks, I can't believe how tacky those gloves yeah. are. I mean, they're made out of some kind of a material that's like rubber. And I mean, they are sticky. And so I just started playing catch with a kid. I mean, if I'd have had those gloves back in the day, I'd I, I'd have been NFL. You yeah, know, no question. NFL. No problem. Even though I was five foot. Ten and you know, 155 pounds. I would have been an NFL tight end if I would have had those gloves back in the day. You know what? Those there's gloves no are made reason. out of.
0: You know what? Uh, they gloves Plain are made out of. Uh, no, what? they're not. They 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 literally take politicians' hands and they shave off a couple layers of skin and they put that on those gloves because everybody knows that if you're sticking your hand out as a politician, there's being money put in it and they ain't losing that for shit. What a terrible <laughs> joke coming in hot, John.
1: Leaving,
0: <laughs> holy moly! Uh, okay, Phil Spore says, Phil Spore, Phil Spear says, I have zero confidence in rules judgment after Sims and Satterfield fiascos. His game management is subpar as well. You know, I this is a that's a fair criticism. them for that i think the game management stuff i think that i think that got picked up on because he let the clocks tick off and then he was supposed to go for the win against who was it maryland and people got angry about that i don't know if i listen i know there's a lot of coaches and we scream about game management i'm not sure if any of them are that great at it we could pick one or two but not many so, but the zero confidence and rules judgment. And uh, let's see, David Mandy says, I still have concerns with the coaching evaluation of the quarterbacks. I think that would, uh, that would be a big, uh, you know, yes, probably 98% of the fan base. And then David Mandy also says, read that Todd, please. How many donors
1: will have second thoughts over Neil deals after the Sims debacle? Um well, David, I think some of them probably will, but, you know, you might want to have a little bit of proof of your product before you sign it up and going to spend any money on it. Um, I, if, if I recollect, um, Sims was barely on campus. I don't think he'd even played in a game before he got his nil deal. And uh, or at least let me back no, up. I'm sure that there was other money, but until he got the Amigos deal, which put him out into the public, he hadn't even played a game yet. Yeah. the The nil issue is something that um, there there's going to be a lot of ups and downs with that, unless somebody comes in and establishes some parameters uh, for what that's all going to look like, and. Um, Believe me, uh, Jeff Sims is not the only one that um, uh, where somebody maybe threw their money away on a nil deal. By the way, I hate using all these other examples. The best nil deal, deal happened in Iowa with Iowa State. And the Iowa pork producers paid some Iowa State football players. They had a defensive back whose last name was Purchase. They had another player. His last name was Moore, M-O-O-R-E. They had another player. His last name was Hammond, H-A-M-A-N-N. No, that's and right. They had a player whose last name was Bacon. And so the Iowa pork producers had these four guys line up with their backs, and then they made a commercial. It was Purchase Moore, Hammond, Bacon. And then the next it was very was good, yeah. In the whole campaign, is they pulled out purchase and they put a kid whose last name was Cook, and so it was Cook more <laughs> ham and bacon. So, I mean, yeah, that that's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> okay, early uh, early on, a uh, while back, Oscar Vali said at least Minnesota lost their for lost their last four games too although they are going bowling apparently with the same record as us what the fuck they get to be picked at a five and seven record because their apr is in the top 10 so apr is what does it stand for academic progress rate todd uh my yeah
1: might be yeah
0: what it has to, it has do, with to do with is how, academic what is the
1: progress of your student-athletes.
0: Student right. And it, it can be affected by GPA, and it's also affected by the number of players you have transfer in and out. So Nebraska was way down on that list, sixty sixth. And you have to ask yourself, Nebraska, the home of uh, academic All-Americans up the yin-yang, what the fuck are we doing with that APR 66? What was going on with our program in the past few years that the academics fell? for our student is this all around is our athletic department got a problem in the football program that just was you know festering yes yeah. so it's just well, another indication of how they let things slide apparently it
1: wasn't that many years ago when nebraska got into a bowl game in fact they played ucla and they went in with a with a 5 and 7 record because nebraska's apr was at the top of the list and, yeah, I'm with you, John. The fact that, the you know, the academic uh, standing of, you know, Nebraska has fallen, that's just indicative of that mismanagement that we had in the previous coaching situation. So that's that's something that has to be straightened out as well. Um, to answer a question that Linda's asked me two or three times, I am 62 years old today, Linda. So,
0: Paul yeah. Dalen has an APR academic progress report. Because, you know, the NCAA actually does at least pretend to care about your student-athletes. And this is the, one of the ways they show how. I, I see here. Oh, we have four more starred. Linda Wilkins says, John, have you ever thought about being a cover model for a romance model? I don't think they're looking for people that is as old as me. And uh, I was thinking about becoming a golden plus bachelor, but I'm still married to a very beautiful woman. And there you go cover model for well i'll ask around we'll see what happens do they get paid <laughs> ah, linda wilkins we're we're past an hour todd linda wilkins says why nebraska want to spend 450 million dollars on an unproven program you know I, should we shelve that and have a renovation A just, you know because we're going to go into the off season and i know people want us to talk about football I personally think we're going to have an exciting basketball team to talk about. I haven't completely bought into that. I think the Creighton game is going to tell us a lot, but right now they have a better record since they've had since um, 1992, and they're fun to watch. And they have a whole gob of players that can actually play basketball, which is kind of different for Nebraska. But we will have weeks coming in front of us where we'll have the ability to have single topic shows. And what that also gives you guys is the ability to, you know, present us with some ideas. Like yep. when I say, and <laughs> lifespan maybe left. Why do I think that way? And Neil will be in about three years managed by universities instead of collectives. And why do I think that? So. You know, we could have shows on the future of college football. We could have shows on the renovation project. You know, we can do a lot of stuff. I'd rather we were talking about, uh, you know, us going to a bowl game. Uh, well,
1: let's let's wrap it up with this comment, John, unless you've got another okay. one that you want to throw up there. Don Dre says, we are officially the bizarro world when Nebraska is at the bottom and K-State is at the top. Um Don, things have changed since you and I were young boys. <laughs> they certainly have. Um, and who, whoever would have thunk that, that that would be the case.
0: You know, I saw that. I saw uh, over the weekend, I saw that thing that said uh, bull streaks. And it showed like, you know, Oklahoma or whatever. And I thought, you know, that used to be us. And I was, I wept. I wept all over again. Because, you know, well, it's going to take us a long time to just get to a streak. Yeah. Yeah. I, I
1: don't know about you, John. I'm just kind of in that, uh, I don't know, kind of a state of, I don't know what to do. I mean, I, I think next week our conversation and we can throw this out and you can, you you can veto this if you want right now. I think the topic we want to hit on next week is was this season a success? Okay. And let's let's all of you folks that have joined us tonight um, think about that and I'm sure that many of you already have and you already have your opinions but let's uh, let's kind of dig into this next week and and talk a little bit about whether or not this season was a success. it's I'm still too raw right now <laughs> to uh, be objective at all so.
0: I think that uh, you know next week we'll be talking about uh, how Iowa won the Big Ten championship game. <laughs> <laughs> by like faking signals or something. I don't know. But, you know it would be it'd be interesting, wouldn't it?
1: Oh, I'll uh, tell you what. okay, I can't I can't cheer for Iowa. I cannot cheer for Iowa. but if they were to beat Michigan, I will laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. It would be pretty. It would be fitting for this
0: season. Yes, it would. Okay. I think that's it. I'm going to go, like, uh, not stare at anything for a little bit. And Todd's going to go probably do more celebrating of his birthday. So happy birthday,
1: Todd. I may celebrate a little bit more, but I'm old. I've learned my lesson many, many Many, 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 <laughs> many, many, many times I've learned my lesson, and uh, if you don't learn about history, what is that? If we don't study history, we're bound to whatever. If we don't learn from those history, we're bound do. to repeat it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Those who don't know history are bound to repeat it. And I, before I leave, I'll say this about that: we usually make that history comment with regards to, like, countries and governments and, and public situations. But we never think about that statement with regards to our personal lives. Those who <laughs> don't, understand, don't understand history are bound to repeat it. And that could probably be said is those who don't accept or don't have self-awareness of history, which is us. And, you know, as a survivor, that's what I think about is a lot of us – you know, having to deal with chronic pain or chronic illness or work through problems all the time. Uh, that's a person, it's a person, you can take that personally too. And um, yeah. there you go. I think that'll Very be true. it, Todd. All well, right, good John, night, Todd. I'm going to say good night to you. I did watch
1: that speech on St. Christmas Day, whatever, in Hamlet. And that, Hamlet. that Henry. That the was best.
0: Yes, that was inspiring. Yes, it is. Good night, John. Maybe, maybe, maybe one of the things we can do is go ahead and just watch that as part of a watch along thing we do at some point <laughs> <out> in the <laughs> off season. Okay. Good night, everybody. Good night, Todd. Good night.